We live in the Word of God. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. Uh, Minister Will, thank you. And for those who, as I've already mentioned, who assembled here, the musicians and Sister Kanita, uh, who's faithfully been serving and worshiping, and how we really are committed to being like God. He, he does things well and with excellence, and we thank him for that. Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by this the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the world, the universe, was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are invisible. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we bless you for being in this place today. Speak to our hearts as only you can, we ask. In the powerful name of Jesus, we ask that you would touch those who have been stricken with COVID. We ask those that you would bless those families who have lost loved ones. God, we think about the 500,000 who are fleeing for their lives from the fires that are burning in Oregon. Many of them ran with nothing but the clothes on their backs. Thinking about the young man who was burned alive with his grandmother in a car holding his dog. God, our hearts are heavy. So much has happened in 2020. And yet we have not returned. Oh, God, would you cause us to, whatever it takes, I, I'm not praying that you would end anything. I'm praying that you would end, if anything, our stiff-neckedness, our stubborn hearts, our racism, our social injustice, our divisions, our denying your existence. God, bring us to a place where we are on our face before you, crying out, what must we need? What must we do to be saved? And even for your church, oh God, that we might be the light shining on a hill, that men may see our good works and glorify you. We thank you and we bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord. We are so grateful to be in the house of the Lord again. Today marks the beginning of a series of sermons, and I'm entitled, Frame Your Focus by faith. Frame your focus. Frame your focus by faith. And I could add, frame your focus by faith on the word, the word, the word of God. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Now, as I researched how to prepare for a pandemic, how to survive a pandemic. Uh, there are five essential things that were provided as a list of what you must have that can term, determine whether you live or die. Five crucial things. And simple things like disposable gloves, eye protective gear, respirator mask, some of those who are here today, all of us, in fact, except me, are wearing masks. And I know they're smiling somewhere behind that mask. Amen. I... Disinfectant and antiseptics uh, are the fourth thing that is necessary. Medical supplies. Now, most of us would agree 
that these five items are essential. And I would venture to guess that many of us, if not all of us, have these items in our possession. Unfortunately, even with these survival items, people around the world do not feel safe and secure since the COVID-19 pandemic has started. And the reason I, I know that is because gun sales have reached an all-time high in America. The murder rate has increased in every major city, and that, that is unfathomable to me, that people are still killing each other, murdering each other, instead of trying to do whatever we can just to stay safe. The sale of alcohol is at an all-time high. You can go to your neighborhood liquor store, and you don't need to do that. And you might find your favorite beverage missing, brother. I'm not going to call any name. Amen, amen. Suicide has increased in every major civilized nation in the world. And in our homes, we haven't escaped the lack of security and safety because domestic violence is running rampant. The police officers can hardly keep up with all of the calls because people have to stay home. And now they're going upside each other's heads and sometimes worse. And I'm not making any fun of that or light, but domestic violence has proliferated. I would, would like to say that the church is exempt from these insecurities and lack of peace. But as I have interacted with believers, I have discovered that many are gripped with the, spear, the, 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 the spirit of fear. In spite of the fact that the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind, our hearts are just terrorized by what might happen. The simple reason why we don't feel emotionally and spiritually at peace, in spite of our weapons and booze and other mind-altering substances, is because I believe that we have left out the most important ingredient of all that will sustain us no matter what you're going through, whatever the pandemic of your experience may seem like today. And that simple formula or, 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 or ingredient that is missing in many of our lives, including Christians, is found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And the word of God says, but it is impossible to please God without faith. For he that comes to God must believe that God is, that God exists, and that he is a rewarder of them who sincerely and earnestly seek him. The missing ingredients in a pandemic that we need most of all to survive, to look above our storm, is faith. It is the substance of things hoped for, and I don't want to jump ahead, 
And so today marks the beginning of a series of messages that I'm entitling Frame Your Focus by Faith. Frame Your Focus by Faith in the Word of God. Frame your focus by faith in the word of God. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. And the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all, in all of his ways. Don't think you will receive anything without faith. Wow. Keep your sanitizer. Keep your, hand, your, 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 your eye protection, all that. But if you don't have faith, you ain't going to have sense enough to put it on. <laughs> Tell somebody, frame it. Frame. frame it. That's what we want to talk about today. Now, what does it mean to frame your focus by faith? Well, the key verse for this series, and, and let me tell you where we're going to go with this series. The first focus today is going to be framing our focus by faith starts with accepting the existence of God. You must believe that God is in order to frame your focus, your, your attention, your concentration. You must believe that God is. So the first thing is framing your focus by faith starts with accepting that God exists. Secondly, we're going to see that framing your focus by faith is activated by the words you speak. Framing your focus by faith is activated. It is the ignition that starts the key. It is the key that unlocks the windows of heaven, what you speak. Thirdly, we're going to uh, learn in the coming weeks that framing our focus by faith must be based on a biblical explanation of the meaning of faith. You can't have true faith if you are trusting in false doctrine, this is not hocus pocus, abracadabra, rub the genie's head, get your rabbit's foot, make sure you got your, hor your, your horoscope in line and your horseshoe. You better watch that thing don't drop and hit you on the head. And then we're going to see framing your faith. Now, the fourth thing is that framing your faith or framing our focus by faith should be based on biblical examples. And finally, framing your focus by faith will produce evidence. James puts it this way, faith without works is not living faith, is not true faith. And so we're going to be seeing that. We're going to go through the entire 11th chapter and we're going to look at the heroes of the faith, God's hall of fame of the faithful. Somebody say amen. Now, what does it mean to frame your focus by faith? The key verse is verse 3 of chapter 11. Write this down, underline it in your scriptures. It says, by faith we know that the world, the universe, was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen are not, by, not made by what we, that the things which are visible but they're made by the things that are invisible. Let me read that again. By faith, we know that the world was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen are not made of the things which are visible. I got it that time. Now, I want to consider with you three key words that's going to set or establish a path for us to follow throughout the entire series. The first word is 
frame. The second word is the frame that establishes what you focus on. And then the third word is faith in what you're focusing on. That is the word of God. Frame your focus by faith in the word of God. Now, the word frame comes from the Greek word katartizo. Katartizo. Uh, you'll soon forget that. But what's significant about the word is if you were to look in many of the modern standard translations of the Bible, not paraphrasing, the NIV and others, the word katartizo is translated by faith. We know that God created or made or formed. And so the word katartizo is rendered made, formed, or created. But if you look at the New King James and Old King James, I believe the word katartizo is translated more accurately. It is rendered by faith. We know that God framed, God framed the world, the universe. Now, what katartizo, the reason I believe that the author to the book of Hebrews chose that word as inspired by the Holy Spirit is because believers at that time were going through a pandemic of persecution. Some of them were being burned at the stake and sawn in half and fed to the lions. Many of them were tarred and burned. They were being tortured, not because of something evil that they had done, but simply because of their unshakable faith in Christ. And some of them had become unsteadfast and movable, and they were not abounding in the work of the Lord. And so the writer to the Hebrews writes to them to tell them to endure, to, to, to hoop over nail, to remain under and trust the Lord, because by faith, we know that the Lord, he framed. So creation has to do with how God as we're going to see next week, he spoke, and then it was. Nothing became something. Nothing said, yes, Lord, and it obeyed. and was so, so, so it's not talking about how God formed the earth, but it's focusing on how God filled the earth. And it has to do with the, how God designed every detail. He made everything that he wanted for the universe. Then he, he arranged it. Every piece of the, his divine furniture by, by his own hand and put it where it belongs. God put everything in its proper place based on his predetermined counsel, where the mountain should go, where the sun should be 93,000 miles or 93 million, whatever it is, just far enough from the earth that we don't freeze to death or just close enough that we don't freeze to death and far enough that we don't burn to death. God designed it, and he, 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 he mapped out every detail, and he put it in its right place, and, and he made everything fit according to where it was predetermined by his own sovereign will. Somebody say amen. And then after he formed, he, he, he formed the earth and filled the earth, 
and, and put everything where it belonged. Then he turned on the switch and say work, and everything worked according to how he designed it to work. And it continues to work. Gravity continues to work because God cartartizoed it. He designed every detail. And the point of the fact that God designed is that if God, who has created over, he's created trillions of stars, the Bible says he has counted every one, and he knows the exact amount. And not only does he know the exact amount, he said he's given each one a name, and he can recall every star's name, even though they're trillions. And so now the question is, to those who are under persecution, are going through a COVID-19 uh, a, a pandemic, what's your problem? If God can design every detail in the universe in such a way that it never operates outside of the will that he's already predetermined, surely he can handle our stuff. And so the frame, the frame, let's call this frame the word of God. The word of God. This is the frame. And what the frame does, it causes us to focus on who's inside. Now, it's important that you get the right picture in the frame. Because if you're looking at the wrong thing, when you get in trouble, you're going to not have anything to hold on to. But the person in the frame that the writer is talking about is none other than the person of God. He's talking about the word, the frame, which is the word, will cause you to take your eyes off of your circumstances and focus on the person, the purpose, the plans, and, and the power and provision of God. That's what the word does. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, frame, the word of God. It will cause you to see God. Now, what we understand is God is not a material, tangible, physical being. But God is spirit, and they that worship him must what? Worship him in spirit and in truth. And so what I want to do in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of the depression, in the midst of unemployment, in the midst of uncertainty, what I want to do, I want to frame my focus on the word of God so I can see him in the midst of all that is going on. Because he's able to do above and beyond everything that I can comprehend or even fathom. You guys remember the story? The Bible says that Jesus decided to take a shortcut one night. He was walking on the water. And when his 12 disciples, who he had been with, saw him walking on the water, the scripture says they were terrified. They were looking by sight, not by faith. They saw Jesus. They said, that must be a boogeyman. That's a ghost. Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine they didn't run to hide under the covers until Jesus said, it is I. Oh, God, the word, the word, the word. It is I. And when Peter heard the word, the frame, that took his focus off of his fear, now he could see. He said, Jesus, if it's you, command me to come so I can walk on water too that I might come to you. That's what faith will do. It causes you to come to Jesus. Peter stepped out of the boat. Some of us need to step out of the boat, but you can't step out of the boat until you frame your focus on him. 
And the hymn is able to calm your seas. The hymn is able to stop the storm. The hymn is able to allow you to, do, to defy gravity. Nobody's supposed to be able to walk on water. But Peter's walking on water. Oh, God. He's looking at the author and finisher of his faith. He's looking at Jesus in the Bible. Said, But when he saw the waves, when he took his focus off of the frame of the word and no longer was looking at Jesus. The scripture said he began to sink. I want you to know when you take your eyes off of Jesus, which is framed in the word of God, we know about his person and his power and his purposes in the scriptures. And the more you know about God, that's why the Bible, that's why the, uh, uh, the devil don't want you studying your Bible. Because the more you learn about the Lord, the greater your faith. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And I said this in the last service. I've been in the ministry for 40 years. And I've watched people sit under the same word and not grow one spiritual inch outside of getting saved. Why do you know that? I know that because when they get, have to walk on water, they sink. You want to know what's on the inside? I want you to know, understand something, that COVID has revealed so much about our lack of faith. Christians are waiting for the White House to, to make it right in the world. Christians are hiding behind. No, 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 no. I, the last I heard that all things are possible, not through the White House, not through government, but all things are possible through him to those who believe. You want to know how strong you are and your faith, how obedient have you been? What is your first response in the time of a crisis? If you're the kind of Christian who thinks the, the worst first, you ain't walking by faith. You're walking by sight. You're walking by fear. And so the frame is the word of God. The focus is what's on, who's on the inside. David said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which comes my help. He ain't talking about no physical. He says, my help comes from the Lord. He made. So the question is not how big your problem is. How big is your God? The God who's able to overcome every obstacle in your life. I want to focus my faith. My, I, want to fo I, want my, I want to frame my focus by faith in the word. In the word, study to show yourself approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, because the word of God is quick and powerful, chopping into a source. But it also says all scripture is God breathed. Theo pneumatos comes from the very mouth of God, that every woman, boy and girl may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The word, the word is my frame that will determine how I, what I focus on, what I concentrate on, what I think about when I sleep at night. The word, that's why it, it helps. The first thing you ought to be doing when you get up, up out of bed, read the word. When you get ready to lay down and you, 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 you just watch the news again, oh, Lord, you need to read this word because we know how the story ends. Hallelujah, I know how it's ending. We don't lose. We're on the winning team. Somebody say amen. I know I'm right. So we want to look at the third word. So praying is the word. Focus is what the frame causes us to, to see about the person, the power, and purposes of God. But the next word is faith. The next word is faith. 
The next word is faith. And, and it's, the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The substance of things hoped for. Let me start with the word hope. Hope is a confident expectation of a favorable outcome. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego had hope. Nebuchadnezzar said, if you don't bow, I'm going to throw you in this furnace that I've had heated up seven times hotter than any man could ever tolerate. And so he wanted them to focus on the flames because even the guards that were going to throw them into the flames were consumed by the flames. So Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they had some substance. We're going to see what that is in a minute. They had a hope so that knows so. They had a positive expectation of a favorable outcome. They said, oh, king, you can throw us in the flames. We may even die, but we want you to understand we're not, we were, we were not, we're not going to bow because the same God that we trust, he can, if he can deliver us out of the flames, but even if he doesn't, he's still God. And guess what? They stepped in the flames by faith. <laughs> They stepped in the flames trusting that the God who they were believing in would sustain them. And the scripture says they went in. And as they were there, Nebuchadnezzar was looking inside. And you see, he's on the verge. Wait a minute. Didn't, I put, didn't we put three men in flames? It looks like a fourth man's in the fire. And the fourth man looks like the son of God. Oh, hallelujah. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, take them out. They came out of the flames. They didn't even smell like smoke or singed by fire. Not, a, not one thread of their clothes or hair was burned because of the substance. And we're going to talk about what the substance is. They had a hope so that no so. They had a positive expectation of a favorable outcome. Why did, why, and this is, a, what's interesting is, verse 11 focuses on the future. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for future and the evidence of things yet to be seen. And the reason why I can have, why, why faith, we're going to see why it's evidence, but the, the point is I can trust God for the future because of his evidence in the past. God has been faithful. God has, he's never let me down. No, 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 no. The, the word substance, it, it, it means, it means the ingredients the elements, it means the stuff that something is made of. It, it means the foundation that holds everything up. It, it, it's the material. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's speaking of what God is. His essence is truth. His essence is holy. His essence is, is unconditional love. And so it says, we're talking about the substance of things is the material. It's the ingredients. It's what you're sitting on, what you're depending on, what you can rely on. And what you're relying on, your faith is no greater than what the substance that you're basing it on. If your faith is not based on something that has the type of stuff that God is made of, his character, his attributes, his perfections, your faith is going to fail. Now, let me help you understand that. Remember the story in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus tells the parable, he says, there are two men who decided to build a house. 
He said, the first man was wise. What made him wise is he obeyed what I said. When you obey what God says, guess what? You're operating in faith. There ain't no lightning bolt. This ain't no Red Sea. This ain't how many tongues you can speak in. If you obey, you're operating in faith as long as you're doing it for the right reason. Some people do the right thing for the wrong reasons. You're being led by the Spirit. So, so the man, the first man who the Bible says is wise, he built a house. And the house was built on a solid rock. Substance, matter, essence, main ingredients, foundation that was holding the house up. And then the scripture said, the pandemic came, the rains came, the storm came, and beat against the man's house. But the house stood because of the substance that it was built on. Yeah. Somebody say amen. But then there was a second man. The scripture said he was foolish. And what makes you a fool is not only that the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. What makes you a fool is that you don't do what God's word says you should do. And so the scripture said that he built a house, but he built it on sand. And guess what happened? The pandemic came, the rains came, the storm came, and the, and the wind blew against the man's house. And because of the substance, the foundation it was built on, what he was trusting in was sand and not solid rock, the house was destroyed, and he suffered great loss. What are you trusting in today? What is the substance of your faith? I better, better ask, who is the substance of your faith? Who are you trusting in in this storm? Your God is bigger than anything if you see him the right way. Your God is bigger than anything if you know him the way you ought to be known. The way he ought to be known. The substance of your faith. The Bible says that Christ is a solid rock. My hope is built. My confident expectation in a favorable outcome, don't matter how dark it is. Yes, weeping endures for a night, but the joy of the Lord is come. Why? Because I have faith that is resting on the substance of what God is made of. The power of the word of God is based on the God who stands behind it. Somebody say amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. My God is greater than anything that I could ever face. I'm glad about it, aren't you? And then the next word is evidence, the proof, the confirmation or conviction that what God promises about my future can be trusted because, here's the evidence, because of his past faithfulness. God's past faithfulness is, is the evidence that allows me to see the invisible as if it's, it's already happening. I can see what God promised by what he said because faith is evidence on God's track record. Has he been faithful? Has he kept his word in your life? Somebody say amen. When they do a criminal investigation and they're trying to find out where a crime occurred, and one of the things that they want to look for is blood evidence. And so they use a chemical called luminol. Now, the interesting thing is you can walk into a house where a horrible crime has occurred and blood has been everywhere, but somebody can go behind what they did and clear the blood away, and you can't see it. It's invisible to the natural eye. But when you spray luminol on, around the house and then turn the lights off, turn your reasoning off, turn your wisdom off, Turn your sight off. You turn the light off. The luminol where there's blood, it will glow in bright blue. 
And what the luminol did when it's applied, when the word, when, when the, oh, help me, Lord. When it's applied, what was invisible is now visible to the natural eye. I want you to know that the word of God is luminol. I don't care what you're facing. If you would take this word and apply it to your every situation, it will allow you to see the invisible as if it were visible. People think you're crazy. No, I got luminol. I got the word of God. God is showing me things that you could never see. God is revealing to me what eyes haven't seen nor have men has entered into the minds of man what God will reveal <laughs> when you take this word and you frame your focus by faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen so that you can see the invisible. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. Whenever you obey God and say, you know what God's telling the truth, I'm going to do that. It's seeing the invisible as if it were visible through the word of God. The luminol lights it up. The natural man cannot receive the things of God. Neither can they understand them because they're foolishness. They don't have the luminol. They don't have the spirit of God that illuminates our mind through the word of God. The evidence is based on God's past faithfulness. Now, if God hasn't been faithful, you don't have to trust him. The problem is he's been faithful, but we, like the children of Israel, with stiff neck, hard, and, 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 and hard of hearing spiritually, we don't obey God. And so we keep facing the same wilderness. We've been walking around in the wilderness. The promised land is right in front of us. But because we will not obey God, we're operating in our feelings and in fear, doubt. I want you to know where there's a, where there's a soil that lacks faith and you have unbelieving believers, the devil can plant division. The devil can plant unforgiveness and malice and hatred. That's the devil's looking for that kind of sword. Where there's no faith, God can't do for you what he says. I will diligently reward them if you desire, if you sincerely seek me. But without it, you can't please me. Now, let me run on. Let me run on. You still with me? I know you are. Praise the Lord. How can you, how do you take the first step of faith? I'm going to give you four things that are important. But before that, let me give you a quick observation. First, the Bible says, God, is, pleasing God means, here's the first thing. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Here's how you please God. You must believe that he is. And that you have, a, and that, that faith brings you to a saving relationship through his son. So the first thing that pleases God is not how high you jump. Not even how much money you put in the offering. Put your money in the offering. But that's not what God doesn't want anything from your hand until he has your heart. He wants your heart. So he says, what pleases me is that you believe not in, we all going to get to the same place eventually. We just call him by a different name. Oh, no. The Bible said there's one way to God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can, oh, no, I don't want many directions. I want God's direction. So pleasing God. The second thing is, he says, pleasing me is, a, what pleases me is a person who sincerely desires me. Well, I believe the Lord if he healed my sister. I believe the Lord if he put some more money in my bank. I believe in God. And then and that's what Satan said. Does Job love you for nothing? I bet you if you touch his body and his children, and, and, and here's the thing, touch America's finances. You talk about people going crazy. 
We worship at the idol of materialism in this country. That matters more to us than God. We done thrown the Bible out the window. We want whoever can get us more money in our 401K, who can help keep certain people out of our neighborhoods, who can do stuff to children by putting them in cages, but we don't, as long as we don't see it, and we can go to church and sing, oh, how I love Jesus. That's the God we love. The Bible says he, he is pleased with those who desired him for nothing but him. Do you love him like that? Now, here's how we come to faith. In four, four areas. It, it starts, it's personal, the way you were taught when you were home. You saw it modeled growing up. We listened to Louise Williams every Sunday. We had a big family Bible on the table. It was dusty, but we do. So that's what I was exposed to growing up. And so what I was taught, sometimes we don't come to faith because we weren't taught. Well, I ain't going to try to make my kids come to church, and I ain't going to tell them about the Bible. They'll learn them. No, the Bible says train up a child. The command, it's a command, not an option, not multiple children. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old. He will not depart from those. No, it's a parent's responsibility. So we, we personally, we get it by what we were supposed to, if we were taught or not taught. And then there's what's called, and, and then even sometimes when we teach our children, we, we can, we, children can choose not to believe. They can do like the fool. The Bible said the fool has said in his heart that there's no God. And so personally, personally, let me run on. Then there's external evidence. In Romans chapter 1, verses 19, and verse 19 particularly says, that all of creation declares the existence of God. The trees are praising God. The sun is waving its hand. God is real. The, the, the ocean is, is raging and saying God is yet on, in charge. God exists. So externally, we can look around and see somebody did this, and it wasn't man. But then he says there's an internal witness. The internal witness is that God has placed a God consciousness in us. Something on the inside says there's someone and something or something greater than us. You go any place in the world, people are worshiping something. They may be worshiping a chair, but they're worshiping something. Everybody believes in something. Even an atheist believes that there's no God. Everybody has faith. Then the final way that we come to faith is through special revelation. That is the word of God. God said in these final days, I've revealed myself more exactly, more profoundly, more uh, absolutely in the scriptures. You want to see God? Don't wait for an emotional experience. Don't try to kick a chair over. Don't do a hook slide. No, just open up the word and see what God says about worry. See what God says about anger. And then obey it. And then you're operating in faith. Now, why is it important? I'm glad you asked. We're going to finish with this. Why does it matter that you frame your focus by faith? Well, first of all, Faith determines your perspective on life, how you see life. Faith, say faith, faith, determines your perspective. Remember the story of Caleb and Joshua? They were, one, they were two spies among 12 who went into the promised land. They were instructed to spy out the land that God had already said he had given it to them, and they just went to see what the land was like. They come back, and 10 of the 12 spies said, man, we saw, you talk about a place you want to live. It was just, I mean, amazing. Everything God said was true except the giants in the land. We saw giants, and when we looked at them and then looked at us, we looked like grasshoppers. They had grasshopper faith. And then they said, because they were so formidable and we are so inept and unable and, and, and weak, we cannot enter in. And then Caleb said, yeah, we saw giants, and we know their reputation, 
But somebody said the bigger they are, the harder they fall. But if God said it, Caleb and Joshua said, that settles it. God said the land was ours. I want you to know when you're, you're not walking by faith, your perspective, you're going to see the worst first. You're going to be talking about what you can't do, how it can happen, why we shouldn't do it, why we shouldn't try it. I'm tired of Christians that don't have an I can spirit. Gee, the Bible says we can do all things through Christ. Is that true? Is that the word? I can. It's just personal. I can do all things. How can I do it? My God shall supply. I can't do this in my own strength. The mountain is too high, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Whose strength are you depending on? What substance are you relying on? What's holding you up in this storm? It better be the word of God that's causing you to focus on the person of God because he's the one who has a, your purpose and his plan for your life. Stay with me. So it determines your perspective, but it also determines your potential. You're not going to rise any higher than your faith. It doesn't matter if you've got a billion dollars in your life, in, in, in your wallet. If you, the Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. If you're thinking like you're a pauper, you're going to act like one in the White House or in, 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 in the highest level of a corporate, corporate office. The way you think about yourself will determine, the way you see yourself from God's perspective will determine your potential. Caleb and Joshua were the only two out of two million people who entered in because they were walking by sight and Caleb and Joshua were walking by faith. God wants to lead you out of where you are. God wants to take you to higher heights than him. He wants you to have a spiritual breakthrough where you are absolutely changing and growing. But if you don't walk by faith, your potential will never be realized. Some of us are just comfortable with mediocre and just going through the motions and routine. Just don't upset my day. I hope nobody uh, 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 darts in front of us. And you, if you get through a day and nobody uh, uh, rushed you on the, in, on the highway and you didn't have a lot of work, that's, that's glory. That's not glory. The Lord didn't put it. He said, you in, while you're in the world, you will have testing. For the testing of your faith will produce a spiritual maturity. Stay with me. So faith will determine your potential. Faith also determines your power to overcome life's challenges. Jesus said, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, the smallest seed, he said, if you have that kind of faith, it, you can speak to a mountain and the mountain will move. The devil is not afraid of Christians just because they read their Bible and come to church. He's afraid of Christians who actually believe the word and speak the word with authority because when you speak the word with authority, the mountains in your life, the concerns in your life, the obstacles, you can speak a word of God over it and the mountain not only will move, it has to move. Well, I've been having that kind of faith in pronouncing the word of God. Well, the mountain that I'm talking about is in your mind. God says, I'm taking you around this thing. I might have to take you through it and over. No, I'm going to go over it. Because he says, they that wait upon the Lord, those that trust in the Lord, will mount up with wings of eagles. Faith will determine your power. I'm tired of weak-kneed Christians that don't trust God, that don't have any authority. That when you're faced with stuff that abracadabra, hocus pocus, uh, and, and I name it and claim it. I don't hear nobody talking about naming and claim it now. 
Go on and name and claim coronavirus out of I saw eight ministers, one of the largest churches. I'm not going to call the pastor's name. He's going to show his church that they can bind and lose corona. So all eight of them stood, and he said, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that corona is gone. That was when there were only 14 cases. I don't think that what he decreed and declared, what he should have been decreeing and declaring is we need to repent. We need to return to God. We need to humble ourselves and pray. That's the problem. Corona, my, my greatest fear is not that, that corona isn't going to leave. My greatest fear is that we're going to return the same way we were before the virus. If this doesn't change us, I don't hear anybody talking about, let's have a day of prayer. Let's turn back to God. You hear anybody, any political leaders talking about that? Or even pastors. That's what this is about. It ain't getting better. It's going to get worse because God is judging us for the lack of faith that he is. He made the heavens and the earth. Faith will determine our power. And finally, faith will determine your permanent destination. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, it says, I write these things that you may, who, to you who believe, who have faith in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Faith, if you don't have faith in the finished work of Jesus, your permanent destination is not going to be where God is. It's another place for the devil, where God has prepared for the devil and his angels. Faith is essential. Without it, you cannot please God. By faith, we know that God's frame. Focus and it was. Frame it. Frame your focus by faith. I remember a story of a young man who woke up and his house was totally engulfed with flames. And the only way of escape was through the attic and he climbed onto the rooftop. And when he got on the rooftop, the flames just totally engulfed the house. And his father arrived and he could see his son was on the roof. And he said, son, jump. And the son said, I can't see you, dad. All I see is the flames. And so the son would not jump because he was afraid because he kept watching the flames. And the more he waited and delayed, his father said, son, can you hear my voice? The son said, yes, dad, I can hear your voice. He said, well, jump in the direction of the sound of my word. And when the young man jumped in the direction of his father, who he trusted, who he depended on, who had substance, who had the ability to catch him, the Bible, the, the, the story said, and the son would say, because he obeyed, he framed his focus on faith in his father's ability to do what he promised. What are you trusting in right now? What are you framing your focus on right now? I don't care what you're going through. Faith said God is going to turn it around. It may not look good right now, but he's going to turn it around. He will turn it around. He is working it out for your best good and his glory. Frame it. It may look bad. 190,000 people have lost their lives. And many because they believing in a man's words. You better believe in God's word. And I don't care who it is. If it doesn't agree with this, don't you jump. <laughs> don't you jump. But know this. The Lord sees you in the flame. Even when you can't see him, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence. 
of things not seen. Somebody say amen. Would you stand with me?